0: Hello and welcome to this MultiPure podcast kicking off 2022. My name is Kenton Jones with MultiPure. Joining me on today's podcast, we have our Director of Marketing, Michelle Priest. Hello, Michelle.
1: Hello, Kenton.
0: Hello. And our copywriter, Joel Polina. Hello, Joel.
2: How's it going, Kenton?
0: It's going great. So today, and no surprise to anybody, we're talking about water, but specifically, we're talking about bottled water and how it relates to the ongoing drought here in the Western U.S., We're all based here uh, in the Southwest, the Western United States, where we are under a profound drought. I know here in Southern Nevada, the drought is going on now more than 20 years. So water scarcity, availability of fresh water is something that is foremost on, on a lot of people's minds, especially when we're talking about growth, especially when we're talking about climate change. But what we'd like to talk about today very specifically is bottled water companies Especially in the West, coming in and pumping water from natural sources and bottling water and selling it, oftentimes at insane profits. And so we've got a couple of uh, news articles that we wanted to respond to one from the LA Times, one from the New York Times, also one I've got here in front of me from Sunset Magazine. So, Michelle, I'm going to start with you being somebody from California. Tell me a little bit about your experience, what what you're seeing, and this this was a this was a topic that you really wanted to talk about. So, what uh, what is most compelling about this for you?
1: You know, what Kent and I thought it was just interesting. You know, some friends and I were talking one night about how they're imposing all these um, water conservation things on us here, and they want us to start cutting down our usage, and you know, maybe watering our yards just twice a week versus every day, you know, don't flush the toilet every time you go to the bathroom, shorten your showers, all these little different things to try wait, wait a minute. To
0: I'm gonna stop you right there. They're actually advocating that you not flush the toilet every time. Yeah,
1: it's kind of funny. Yeah. That's one of the things wow. you're talking about. Do you have to flush every time I'm making ewes yes you, But <laughs> you know, so I'm just showing you the extremes that people are going yeah. to right try to conserve just a tiny bit of water and then we start talking about the wastefulness you know of bottled water because so oftentimes you know when my kids were small i'm sure it's the same today you know you go to the soccer fields the baseball fields and you see hundreds of bottles of water that are only like taking a sip off of another in the right
0: that drives me crazy yes
1: me insane so it's so wasteful it's so bad for the environment and it's just what a mess. Who's picking those up? So then I started thinking about it even more. And we started talking about the different articles a couple of us had seen in the past, but didn't really stick until we started talking about it, about how much water these bottled water companies are taking from California and other drought-ridden areas when we actually kind of need the water in the state for, I don't know, Taking a shower, maybe flushing every time, you know. So it just seems kind of silly that they would be using our resources that are are finite, and 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 using it to sell it to places around the world and around the country. And that's just kind of why I wanted to bring up this topic. I thought it was just so timely.
0: Well, I am certainly not in the in the the heads of the uh, you know the logistics people at bottled water companies, companies like like Nestle or Crystal Geyser. Or, Coca-Cola or Pepsi, you know, some of the biggest bottlers. But I suspect that they are bottling for a couple of reasons there. Number one, because of the pristine sources in the Sierras or over by Arrowhead, and then also proximity to a huge market. I mean, you know, how many how many tens of millions of people live in Southern California? And so, you know, transporting water is, it's expensive, it's heavy. And so the closer that you can bottle it to these locations, the the better in terms of their cost of production. But I agree with you. What, what is the cost to the environment? What is the cost to society at large for doing this?
1: Definitely. And Joel, before we started recording the podcast, you had mentioned that uh, the article that you'd read about one of the bottled water companies and dumping of arsenic laden water. You want to go into that?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because even beyond uh, drought considerations, water supply considerations, uh, the fact that they're bottling a, essentially a public resource, these companies are kind of irresponsible. Uh, irresponsible about how they do that. I mean, uh, in the article I read, the Crystal Geyser bottled water company dumped twenty-three thousand gallons of arsenic-laden wastewater right back into the sewer system. And that's uh you are essentially they're t- they're dumping like toxic waste into the sewer supply, which gets recycled into the regular tap water supply. And uh, you know, I think we can all agree that's that's bad. We don't want that in the sewer system, even if even if they could deal with it, that could easily overwhelm the the wastewater uh, treatment there, it could slip through the cracks, suddenly get arsenic in the water supply. And they got fined uh five million dollars for that. They basically, hey, that's bad, five million dollar fine. And that might seem like a lot until you consider some of the facts. Like, uh, uh, I I couldn't grab a hold of Crystal Geyser's sales info, but another bottled water company, Nestle, uh, who makes a ton of different brands of bottled water, uh, they made $8.1 billion in bottled water sales in 2018. And if you consider a $5 million fine versus that, it comes out to... 0.06% 0.06 percent worth of their annual sales in fines. That is less than a slap on the wrist. That's basically just someone mildly saying, "Hey, stop that." That's wow.
0: I mean, talk about. I mean, pointless. I mean, would they, they hemorrhage that? They probably make more than interest payments on that, like on a daily basis, on their on their loans. So, I mean, what do they care? I mean, how is that supposed to be some kind of a penalty?
2: Yeah, that's that's the equivalent of them like digging around for loose change between their their seat cushions on their sofa or something, just like, here you go, there's the fine. And it just it just there's no that there's little to no disincentive for them to actually do something like that if if the fine is that minuscule compared to the kind of profits, the kind of sales they're making out of this. And uh, even the sales, the, the, the you gotta assume 8.1 billion in sales is still gonna impart massive profits considering how little they actually pay for the, the water rights. I I mean, if you don't mind, I'm going to, I'm going to go into this number I dug up here. Uh, Nestle pays $524 a year to use water, to, 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 uh, uh, obtain water from the San Bernardino forest in California. They actually obtain 62.6 million gallons of water a year, and they pay $524 for that. And that actually was created in uh, that, that was established in 1978 and theoretically it lapsed, but apparently no one cares. And they're still just essentially digging out pocket chains, saying, Here you go, and we're gonna take our sixty-two point six million gallons of your water and sell it back to you for a couple bucks a bottle. And at 524 a year, that's equivalent to hold on, let me get this, make sure I, I recite this number right. <laughs> it is 0.00008 cents a gallon.
1: Wow, <laughs> it's incredible! Nice, that's, nice math I, calculations there, Joel. That's pretty good. I actually mean, have to double
2: check on that because it's kind of insane. That's yeah.
0: that, that's almost unconscionable. Is that that it's such a precious resource is is I mean <laughs> is, is being given away practically for profit and then you know i wonder what their profit i mean their profit margin obviously is humongous i mean if there's if they're if they're spending pennies i mean fractions of pennies per gallon and then they're selling the water i mean probably a dollar two bucks a gallon at least even when it's bottled that is just unbelievable wow
2: okay if they sold that water for a dollar a gallon is pulled you know a dollar is a nice round number that's a twelve twelve million five hundred thousand percent profit over how much they pay a gallon for that water. What other
0: industry? <laughs> what other industry in the world has that kind of profit margin? We, you know, we should do. That's what we should do. We should we should do another podcast on the profit margins and compare that to, you know, something else that's that you know has some kind of ridiculous um, payback. You know, like I don't know, like somebody somebody who bought Tesla stock ten years ago or somebody <laughs> whatever. I mean. Wow. That is no wonder there. No wonder there's no wonder they're selling the heck out of it, though. I mean, no wonder they're spending so much marketing bottled water and and you know pushing it on people because it's, it's such a, a huge amount of profit for them. Wow.
2: And it's worse when you could think about all the stuff. Michelle was t- talking about all the restrictions are saying, hey, don't flush your toilet. We need to save water. And meanwhile, they're just companies, private companies can march in and just drop Penny you know pocket change and just card off millions and millions of gallons of water well
0: I think this is I think this is going to be interesting to see how this how this moves forward because I think if we know anything about the state of California and, and a lot of the residents there, you know, I think once this hits the public consciousness a little bit better, I think there'll be outrage that um you know, that we haven't seen before. At least I hope there is. You know, just on behalf of being a neighboring state, who've got our own water problems. But man, I mean, you drive anywhere through the Central Valley uh, of California, and you see signs all over the place from farmers saying, "Hey, you know, they're cutting our water off. How are we supposed to grow crops and feed people?" You know, when our water is being when our water is being cut off, I, I think that that might be a tipping point. Okay, are we going to have to make the choice between? A, you know a, a silly bottle of a bottle of water and you know and a, and a bunch of celery or you know I, I don't know I don't know it, 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 at what point is, at what point does the public's value system kind of come to play here and uh, and begin to affect this policy
1: yeah time uh, what's now. That's all you can say is, I mean, and it's funny because it's not just something that's just happened recently too. It's, I think one of the big things that um, some of these bottled water companies do, and, and maybe it's not intentional, but they tend to go to smaller rural areas and do this. I was reading another article about a couple of towns in Michigan, very rural areas. And what they did is they've used up so much water in these areas that the aquifers are 14 feet down and they're just not recharging. So people who actually live in those towns and they're all in well water, now the residents are struggling because they don't have water without drilling new wells and going even deeper. And it's affecting the creeks in their area. You know, they're, they're finding that the creeks are either running dry or because of the water so low that there's no fish in the streams, which affects, you know, the, the ecosystem in the whole area. So it's just, it's actually just all around the country, not just um, California. And I think it's something we could really stop and think about, about, you know, this very important resource. And it'd be one thing if, Bottled water was like magic water, and it was so good for you that you know it would make all the difference, you know. But that's actually not it, and we all know that, that the quality of the water is not there, and you're paying a fortune for it, and they're just profiting from it. So it's kind of something s- we should all stop and think about a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's one. It's it's one more in a string of very good arguments against bottled water and and against bottled water being a regular part of people's lives you know the cost to the environment we've known for a long time with the with the plastics and the petroleum going into manufacturing bottles i suspect that uh, when we were talking about there about that uh, arsenic-laden water i suspect that that was a result of of the treatment process that a lot of this bottled water is treated with reverse osmosis, and so the wastewater from reverse osmosis has to go somewhere. I, I don't know this for sure, but it kind of makes sense to me that they would be sitting on this, you know, those pools of essentially wastewater, RO wastewater, and, and that's what they got fined for, was improperly disposing of that.
1: Yeah, and even that water, they were actually dumping it in a pond nearby, in you know, a that's funny because I drive past there all the time um, when I drive up to Mammoth. The Sierras and they just let it stay there, stay there for so many years until it yeah. finally became an issue. And then this next step came. So it's been happening for years. And like Joel was saying, that it's not financially there's no incentive for them to stop. Yeah. That's that's you're right, not even a slap on the wrist. That's you know, a tickle on your tummy or whatever you want to call it. It's nothing. <laughs> so yeah,
0: you know. yeah. On the contrary, I mean the, the incentive is for them to continue doing it until people put their foot down and say enough's enough. I'm tired of not being able to uh, have a garden or, you know, having to take a 30 second shower or whatever yeah. the case might be.
1: Yeah, very true.
2: You know, Kent and Michelle, they both know that that most of the time uh, when I'm uh, watching movies, it's usually kids' movies because I watch with my kids. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the other day we were watching that movie, uh, The Lorax, you know, the old uh, base oh, the Dr. Yeah. Seuss thing. And the whole, I, I find it uh, timely that we watched that just recently because the whole point in there is, is the villain of that movie had found a way to commoda, commoditize, uh, commodify the uh, air. And and the, and the the air quality was so bad that he was bottling air and selling air to the people of of the town of Thneedville. And this is essentially the same thing: is they're taking, they're making the water worse by polluting it. Then they're bottling the water that's there for the people and they're selling it back to you at massive profit. And it's just that kind of you know I think people need to realize that this is this is what they're doing: they're taking something that's pennies a gallon, less than pennies a gallon for you to use, and they're making it actively worse. And they're and they they're, they're selling it back to you at a massive profit and you're just paying for the privilege of them to sell it to you. So
0: Joel, I have to ask, do you think your kids saw through the allegory?
2: I sure hope so. We've seen that movie enough times that (laughs) we really hope.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're pretty smart kids, so I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) You know, if anything, I'm glad that they're at least being exposed to something like that, that they can have this awareness of, of what's going on around them, even if it's presented like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a learning experience for all of us, seeing this happen, and it's uh, it's just sad. It's a, it's a tragedy, and, and it's only going to become more acute. You know, the drought's not ending anytime soon, wildfires, uh, environmental degradation, all of these things that we see as a result of the ongoing drought. I, I, I haven't seen any reports that, that say it's going to get better so you know ho- hopefully 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 we'll be able to put a stop to this and we can do that by educating people right michelle right joel we can uh, we can educate one person at a time uh hey you know there's a better solution out here than bottled water bottled water which costs a lot which is bad for the environment and, and is now certainly there's an argument that it's bad for our water supply
2: yeah and i think just the uh the thing we need we need to hit people with just is just the numbers, just how much water is being used and how much it costs uh, for you to buy it from them versus how much it costs for them to actually take your water. And uh, there, there are better solutions out there. There are so many. And of, of course, you know, obviously we offer the filtered water as a better solution, but it just uh, bottled water doesn't really benefit anybody except for the people that sell it. Wow.
0: What a... What a great saying. You had you had to you had to copyright that statement, Joel. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, listen, we didn't we didn't want to uh, drag this conversation out, but we wanted to make everybody aware of it. Tens of millions of gallons by a variety of companies being pulled out of the ground often for fractions of pennies per gallon and you know, you decide whether that's right or wrong. I don't know. But with the dwindling supply of water, especially here in the West, certainly something that we should uh, we should be talking about. So any final thoughts, uh,
2: Joel? Uh, yeah, just don't buy bottled water. It just there's just nothing good there.
0: <laughs> Easy. That's succinct. I like it. Uh, Michelle?
1: You know what? In our Source of Success newsletter, Alvin wrote something and that he used to say years ago that um, – Multipure is the modern modern replacement for bottled water, and I think that's very true. That's this is the the new wave of the future.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe even truer than when when he first said it back all those decades ago. So it's it's a it's a timeless conversation. It's a it, it's uh, timeless information that you can share with people, and um, you know just help. Try to break people's bad habits and this bad habit being bottled water. So, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about bottled water and the effects on the environment and uh, the effects on potentially the drought. So, on behalf of Michelle and Joel, I want to remind everybody to check out Multipeer's social media accounts uh, Instagram, Facebook. We also have some TikTok videos, YouTube videos. We're uh, constantly updating there as well. So, please join subscribe sign up for any and all of the above in the month of january 2022 we're talking about starting fresh which is uh, just a way to remind people to uh, to start the year out on the right foot and uh, maybe set some goals for yourself but start your momentum for the new year early with uh, multipure with educating people about water educating people about being uh, water advocates so thank you so much for joining us we'll talk to you later and just a reminder that multipure is for life for you.